Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship-building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Good afternoon and thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels, live hospitality talk show. Hope you guys are well. Happy Tuesday. It's show number 201. You know, you guys know we did show number... Um, 200 last week, which is a big, it was, it was a milestone, right? But I appreciate everybody that's been uh, rolling with me. That's been supporting me um, for the last 200 episodes, but today is 201. So that's behind us. We'll move forward. I do, but I do thank everybody for, uh, you know, the, the well wishes and the, and uh, you know, just the, you know, thanks for doing this show. And I appreciate you and all those kind of words of encouragement words of encouragement. I do appreciate it. I do not take that lightly. So thank you guys so much for that. And I appreciate it. Once again, Russell of Hotels on air with Russell of Hotels live on LinkedIn, live on YouTube, meaning, yeah, at the same time. Okay. So, hey, um, you know, YouTube people, hey, LinkedIn people, appreciate you guys. Uh, please feel free to you know, make yourself at home. If you want to make comments, uh, please feel free to, you know, do in the chat, the chat box and just say, Hey, uh, how are you? You know, um, hello from wherever you you're located and that kind of stuff. And if I know who you are, you know, personally, I may even say something about you. It'll be all good. Don't, don't worry about it. You know, I don't, I don't put people on blast like that, but no, I appreciate you know, people tuning in and listening. So thank you so much. So live here from LA, uh, before I get into it, you know, before I get into whatever I'm going to talk about, I, right before, um, Christopher Hodges, hello from Denver. How are you, sir? Hope you are well, you know, it's always good to see Christopher Hodges. I, I appreciate him. Um, Deidre Burnett, Deidre. Okay. All right. We, we're getting some people on here, right? Okay. From Marietta. Where the heck is Marietta? Oh, that's out there by Temecula. I'm just joking. No, I know. I know where it is. My brother used to live there, so I know exactly where it is, but thank you so much for joining. But before I get into it, I, you know, I got a gripe. Okay. I have to, I got an issue here and I, and I have to bring this up. Uh, doing well. Good to see you too. Thank you so much. My brother. Hey, Marsha, my sister's there as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Shouldn't you be? Oh, that's right. I was about to say, shouldn't you be teaching some kids? But it is spring break. Okay. All right. Whew. I was about to say, I mean, who's running the classroom? You know what I mean? Uh, so anyway, but real quick. Okay. I was 
and this just this was just by chance this even happened, right? So I normally don't get the mail at all, right? And if I get it, it's like later in the day. But the mailman came early today, right? And I happened to be in the living room, and I see him dropping off the mail. So I look at the mail, and it's this magazine. It's called, uh, and I'm going to try to use this other camera that I have, and hopefully it works because I never used this camera before, so hopefully it doesn't knock me out or anything like that. So, okay, so... I got this, this this magazine, okay? It says, The Best of California. It has Jessica Alba on the front of it, okay? So I saw this. Okay, let me go back. So I, I go into this magazine, and I say, okay, The Best of California. Well, the, you know, California, if you're coming from, like, Arizona, California starts in Blythe, right? So I'm thinking there's got to be something in here about Blythe, right? So I go into the desert part because they have a desert section in here. And let me just turn... Let's see. I'm going to turn my camera back on. Okay. Now bear with me, please. You know, you guys. So I'm going to turn. Okay. So this is a desert section. Okay. So I earmarked it. Right. So I go into this and there's a map. There's a map and it has Blythe on the map, but I, I go into just a reference to see if there's anything about Blythe in here and there's nothing in there. Now for people that don't know, I'm from Blythe. California. Okay. That's my hometown. Okay. It sits on the river, Colorado river, the Colorado river separates Arizona from California. Okay. So as far as I'm concerned, if you're coming from the East, California starts where it starts in Blythe. If you're on the 10 freeway, I 10 and you're going, you're going West, right? So you have to, you have to pass through there. Okay. So one thing that happens in Blythe, that's well, not that's happening in Blythe, but it's actually there. This is a fixture, right? Are you familiar with ancient, ancient geoglyphs? Okay. So it's talking about the best of California, right? So that's what the title of this magazine is the best of California. Well, you can't start going into California without seeing these ancient hiero, I mean, uh, geoglyphs in Blythe, California, right? Which have been there for centuries, right? Hundreds of years that were carved out by native Americans back in the day. I mean, centuries and centuries ago. Um, I remember seeing as seeing these as a kid, you know, in like an elementary school. And that was like a hundred years ago. So they gotta be at least, I don't know, well over well over five or six hundred years old, right? So it's it's basically something to see. It's it's educational. And I was just kind of disappointed that I, you know, uh did not see that mention. And what did I do? Of course, um I went on a YouTube and see if I can find because you can find everything on YouTube YouTube, right? So if you can see that my little handy dandy um, camera here that you can see the, the, the ancient geoglyphs, right? You can see them. They're carved in and there's probably about, I don't know, about 10 of these things. So, you know, people come from miles around to see these things. And if, in fact, if you go on YouTube, there's actually a video of, of two gentlemen that actually uh, are talking about it. Right. So, uh, and I know my camera's not that good, but I just wanted you guys to see this so you for your own reference, go on go on to um, YouTube and look that up. So you see that ancient geoglyphs, right? It says Blythe, right? And this is something to see in Blythe. So it's educational, it's history. Um, so when I didn't see that, I was somewhat disappointed. I was like, well, how are they going to have the best of California and not start with Blythe, okay? Because I'm sure... If you're coming from the other end, if you're coming from Oregon down to, to was it Redding or 
or Eureka, California, you know, they will want the same things. Whatever's happening over there, I'm sure those things are highlighting the book. I didn't look because I wasn't really concerned about that. But I was concerned that, you know, Blythe was not, you know, they they they, they would think the desert community starts there in like Indio, Cathedral City, Coachella. You know what I mean? Because we've heard of those things. We know Coachella. We know all that stuff, right? But um I was just kind of thrown off. I said, you know what? I'm gonna talk about that today because you know, Blythe doesn't have a lot going on for it, but but it does have that. OK, so but I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because, hey, I'm proud to be from Blythe. That's my hometown. Um, and to be overlooked like that, I, you know, and maybe they didn't know. And I'm not blaming Jessica Alba. Who said that? I'm not blaming Jessica for this. OK, it's not her magazine. She was just in there. OK, she's just in the magazine. OK. And it was a great story about her and her family and what they what they like and all that stuff. So uh, I see someone says B-Town. Yeah, that's right. B-Town. That's Blythe. Right. That oh, that has to be Cheryl. And then Marsha says that, too. So anyway. All right. Enough of that. So I just had to. Take that little minute to to do that or a couple minutes. You know, when you have your own show, you can do that kind of stuff, right? You know, is somebody going to say anything? I don't know. Maybe they will. I don't know. But anyway, feel free to make your comments. I appreciate Deidre. I, I appreciate Christopher Hodges. Uh, Dylan, wow, didn't know Russell had beef with Jessica Alba. <laughs> All right, Dylan, I don't need you starting any crap today, okay? So, Anyway, let's let's move on. But I appreciate you guys. And of course, Dylan, you know, with the comic relief, we always appreciate him coming on as well. And what am I doing? Are these my right glasses? Oh, they are. I'm like, I'm like something didn't look right. I'm sitting here looking at myself. I said something didn't look right. But um, anyway, let's let's move on. Let's see. Um, where are we? Boom. OK, you guys know. Um, oh, this is not good. Um, what did I do here? Let me see. That's not right. What camera am I using? That's not good. Okay. Wait a minute. See, that's that's what happens when you think you know what you're doing and you don't. Okay. So, um, see, I even practiced this too. Okay. I practiced this whole thing before I came on. Okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to click here. I'm going to click there. And then what happens? Okay, but anyway, I think it corrected itself now. I think. Let's see. So anyway, um, you know, this this show on air, Russell of Hotels, you know, I have a new sponsor, uh, Level Los Angeles, downtown, the one on Olive Street. So go stayinglevel.com, use promo code ROH23. So which means, you know, you want to stay downtown L.A., you, you need a hotel downtown L.A., you need to check out the Level Hotel downtown LA. So for the most part, the, these are not just just hotel rooms. Okay, Th- these are suites. the The smallest one is one bedroom, so they have one, two, and three bedroom um, suites. Okay, they all have laundry facilities. They have kitchens. Um, they have all these things. They have all the bells and whistles. They even have a basketball court outside. I you know, you know, okay, that's fine. Um, but but yeah, so if you're ever in LA, you need a hotel. It's an independent hotel. They do a great job. I happen to know the general manager personally. Um, hey, Craig, how are you? So if you're ever in downtown L.A. and it's, and it's ideal for like traveling nurses, you know, people that are doing athletics, you know, if that's sports teams, if, if that's uh, college pro, because it's not too far from uh, Staples Center. No, it's not Staples Center anymore. It's called Crypto Arena or the Convention Center or L.A. Live or Microsoft Arena. So if you're there for any of those things, 
um, it would be ideal for that. If you're work, if you're in the entertainment field and you're working on projects in LA, that would be a great place. If you're a business person that has that visit visits clients downtown LA, perfect place to stay because uh, it's centrally located to a lot of different places in the downtown area. What about if you're attending events? I just mentioned Crypto Arena, Microsoft Theater, Convention Center. What if you're relocating? It'd be a perfect place for that because it's their suites, right? They are 700 square feet and up. Okay, they go from 700 square feet for one bedroom to a 18,000 square foot penthouse. Okay, boom, there you go. I say no more, right? Your average hotel size, uh, average um Square footage of a hotel room is 300 to 350 square feet. These start at 700, which means, and then you have your own bedroom. Say you're sharing with another person, so it's two of you. You you have your own separate bedroom. It's not like you have the, I'm going to get a room with, you know, a double queen, you know, two queen beds, and you're basically in the same room. No, you got your king room, and he or she has their king room. So, boom, there you go. Hello? It's a no-brainer to me. But, um, But if you're relocating, say you're visiting USC. Not too far from USC. Say you're visiting any of the colleges in Southern California. Did you realize that there's like seven colleges, uh, universities in in, um, in LA area? You got LMU, you got uh, Cal State Northridge, you got Cal State um, Cal State LA, you got St. Mary's, you have UCLA. I mean, you got did I say LMU? You got Pepperdine. I mean, you have so many colleges down in LA. You you know people don't even think about it. But anyway, but if you're coming to LA, check out the Check out the the level hotel, and then I got a little short little video for you as well. If you want to check out, so I just got a question. I wasn't gonna say anything during the video, but that's okay. I got a question from D. Roos. Hey, D. Roos, how are you? D. Roos says, what's the restaurant like? Well, to be honest with you, D. Roos, there's no restaurant there. They don't have a restaurant. So they have, um, well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me take that back. There's a restaurant in the building, but it's leased space, meaning it's not owned and operated by level hotels. Okay, so they lease out space to independent restaurants. There's a sushi place. And then, and the reason why, I mean, there's so many different food options in the area and, you know, and with the advent of, you know, DoorDash and all that, you really don't need, uh, you know, you really don't need that. So, um, so that's, that's, that's what's going on there. So they don't have an in-house restaurant. So anything, if they're, if they have meat, they do have meeting space there as well. So if they want things catered, they would, you know, have to go to one of the area restaurants and, and do that. One of the eight, uh, area catering facilities or whatever that are downtown to take care of that need. So no, the hotel itself does not have food and beverage um, that's part of the hotel. So just thought I'd let you know. And that was a good, good question. See, that's what I'm talking about. So it's interactive. She asked a question and I answered it, right? And I think I answered it pretty well. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, what does that code get me? It, well, it gets you a discounted rate. And I, I hate to say discount, you know, because... Um, but it does, it gets you, it gives you that Russell of hotels rate, which is cheaper than their regular rate. Okay. So good question on there, Cheryl as well. So it does give you a discounted rate. So great question. Appreciate that. So it's not just, um, you know, you just get credit for the the room. No, you actually get a discount. It's the cheapest rate that you can get booking that hotel, but make sure you book direct. There you go. 
in any hotel you stay in, it doesn't matter if it's this hotel or, you know, the one down the street or the one at the airport, it doesn't matter. Always book your hotel direct and you're going to get the best rates guaranteed. I mean, uh, you know, we always sometimes, yes, you did. Thank you. Sometimes we, we see these things on TV and because they're on TV, we take them as gospel, uh, i.e. we're listening to, uh, we see a commercial of Hotels.com or Expedia and they say, oh, we got the lowest rate guaranteed. Well, they don't. First of all, let's, 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 let's think, think about it like this. They don't own the hotel. So how can they possibly give you the cheapest rate? Expedia, Hotels.com do not own at the hotel. They are a booking site. Okay, so and because things are on TV, we tend to re- we, t- we tend to believe everything that's on TV like, oh, well, it's on TV and Captain Obvious. He said it. So it must be true. <laughs> it's not. OK, so uh, Deidre Burnett says, love the knowledge you provide. I appreciate that, Miss Deidre. OK, go ahead, girl. You know, go ahead and get your um, ooh, get your ooh on. Okay, she she gets that. Okay, there's two people on this live that get what I just did. Okay, they get your ooh on ooh. So, um, but anyway, now see, I'm acting silly now. So you guys got me going crazy over here. So, um, but anyway, there's two people that understood what I said. So anyway, real quick, thank you to Miss Tina Zasadi. See, that's the picture of Tina and I together. We were at. Um, that was Connect in uh, Detroit last year. So um, I didn't know she's going to be there. She didn't know I was going to be there. What about a discount on the resort fee, too? There's no resort fee there. I don't believe there is a resort fee. But if there is one, you won't have to pay it. Um, so, yeah, so real quick. So, Tina, I want to thank Tina. Tina was a guest last week. Um, she's the assistant director of sales and marketing at the Garland Hotel, which is in North Hollywood. One of my favorite hotels. In fact, I just put a group there as well prior to her coming onto the show. So I appreciate her coming on the show. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate, you know, just, you know, everything about Tina. And just uh, if you didn't listen to that or if you did not watch last week's show, uh, you need to check it out because she she provided some information. You know, when I always say you know, I talk about the good, the bad, the ugly of, of within the hospitality space. And she brought out some things that I didn't know she was going to say. Right. That has to do with, you know, how cutthroat the sales department can be when they're trying to fight for, you know, for their clients, you know, to get their business on the books. Because just because you um, you have a, a group doesn't mean the hotel is going to take it. They don't always take that particular piece of business. Right. So everything has to line up for certain pieces of business to get put on the books. Right. And then that way you have to go back to your client and say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have availability or whatever story you want to make up. But once she left that one hotel, the Sportsman's Lodge, she was basically in the real world of sales. Right. And it can be very cutthroat. And she mentioned that. So she was real open and honest about those things. And she was very transparent. And that's why you need to check it out, because it really showed that raw emotion about, you know, what we deal with, what salespeople deal with on a day to day basis at certain hotels. Right. It doesn't have to be the largest hotel. It could be just a hotel that's popular in this destination and it and everyone wants to go there. So well, they can't take every piece of business. OK, so I mean, I, I shared my experiences as well when I was at the Bonaventure. So. Um, the Western Bonaventure is the largest hotel in L.A. County. Right. So it has thirteen hundred rooms, over one hundred fifty thousand square feet of meeting space, including a fifth. It was a twenty five thousand square foot ballroom. Well, 
if you didn't have the, the right amount of room nights to go along with that ballroom, you couldn't get the ballroom. Okay. You had to opt for something smaller. And a lot of times the groups didn't want that. Right. So, you know, that we would lose that business. Well, the hotel didn't, you know, they didn't want to take it. They wanted, you know, hundreds of room nights, you know, on a peak night in order for you to get the, the ballroom. Right. So I would lose out on stuff all the time. And you're talking about being stressful. People think that, you know, oh, you get to travel and this and that. Yeah, you do get to travel. Yeah, you get to maybe experience some things. But come to a Red Max meeting and see get you getting beat up and, and them taking your business from you or not allowing your business to even exist in that hotel, right? So you got to fight for every single thing when you're a group sales manager in some of these hotels. And that's what Tina highlighted, and I, I appreciated it. And it just made it just it just took me back instantly to that stuff. So yeah, so that hotel is crazy big. Yes, you've been to the Bonaventure. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Talking about. Okay. So anyway. All right. So I got two things I'm gonna talk about. Let me move these. See that's the thing about this ecam. I can move things on the fly. Boom. Boom. Okay. I had to fight my whole <laughs> Okay. All right. See, now here we go. Here we go. So we got comic relief coming from all angles today, but that's okay. Cause I'm here for it. And that's what makes the show fun, right? Cause people want to be, you know, they want to be silly. Okay. And I can be silly along with you, but I'm not touching that one right now. So, um, but yeah, so two things I just want to uh, briefly talk about building relationships, building relationship ships. Why can't I speak? Building relationships after attending a conference. Now, I talked to some meeting planners, right? So, and it was the common thing about some of these meeting planners that I talked to. They say they go to these trade shows or conferences or whatever we call them. And, you know, we have these appointments and all this and that. And we build this, we start these relationships. We start building these relationships with, I'm a hotel site selection person slash meeting planner, right? So we're building relationships with um, our CVB partners or DMO partners, Convention and Visitors Bureau, or destination marketing organizations. That's what they, that's what that stands for. Basically the marketing arm, the tourism arm of a major destination. Well, it doesn't have to be a major destination, but just a destination. Okay. So, or a hotel. So you're building these relationships because you have appointments with these people, right? So, you know, uh, but the appointments are just part of it. That's just a tip of the iceberg. You're still networking with these people throughout the conference, right? So once the conference is over, you go back to your office. You, you, we both go back to our respected offices, right? Um, and then, okay, all of a sudden I have a, a lead for this particular hotel, which I made a contact with Jill Smith, right? Jill Smith in whatever, uh, in Idaho, okay, I made a, a connection with her, right? So we had appointments. I, I, we, we networked. We did all these things together. Okay, now I have an RFP. So I sent it to Jill Smith, and Jill Smith tells me, oh, that's not, that's not in my market. I have to give it to, to Brian, to Brian Johnson. I'm like, I didn't meet Brian Johnson at the, at the, at the conference. I met you, Jill Smith. So there's a disconnect there. And some people may on this thing may say, or people that are going to listen to it. Well, that's kind of nitpicky. No, it's not because you're trying to build a relationship. And that's where hotels. Sometimes we drop the ball where we want to hand it off to someone else. Well, if we're handing it off and this goes deeper for me, 
why is that person at that particular conference? Because that conference is, let's just say it's for association. Okay. So I'm bringing you association business. Now you're telling me, no, that goes to, to Brian. You know what I mean? I'm not association. I was just there because he couldn't go. Wow. My goodness. Are you serious? So, and this is like I said, this is not just me that's brought this up. I asked a couple people that this is the question is that what is one thing that you don't like that you wish hotels would improve on? And that was, that was the main thing. I've had that happen several times. I asked during my one-on-one if they will be the person that see, it, it, see that was unsolicited, right? Uh, Miss Cheryl Rogers. Okay. That was unsolicited. We didn't have this conversation before, nor was she one of the people that I talked to or asked you know, ask uh, that question of her. I didn't ask that question of her, but it's happened to her. So you're trying to build a relationship and she's a meeting planner. Okay. She's actually a client of mine. Okay. So like I said, we're trying to build, you go to these things to network and to build relationships. Okay. Meaning, you know, who you can talk to at that particular hotel, because what I do is I go to, we go to these things because I want to be familiar, not just with their property, but who's the person I need to contact when I do have an RFP for that particular hotel. And then now all of a sudden to just be handed off to someone else. And Cheryl says she got that happened to her several times. That means more than once. Okay. And that's an issue because now you got to try to rebuild this thing. And that person really doesn't know your program. Now you got to, you got to recite all that because for whatever reason, uh, Jill Smith didn't pass on that information that she had learned about you at that conference to Brian. Okay. So those are things that happen all the time and people, it's not a good thing. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying it. If, if, if you're going to go to those, if you're going to send somebody to those um, conferences or conventions or, or trade shows or whatever we call them, make sure it's the person that's handling that particular market because they connect this specific, it's market specific, corporate association, sports. I mean, it's that specific, right? So why would you send somebody that didn't handle that? Ooh, wasting my breath. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. So, but hey, my job is to bring stuff to people's attention. Okay, so if someone told me, obviously it was important for them. Um, that was one of the most important things that they wished that would change going into the new year. That's what they said. So I'm like, okay, I'll bring it up. That's a good, that's a good conversation. So I said, I'll bring it up. So boom, it's done. I'm done with it. I brought it up and I can wipe it off here. Boom. Okay. Salaries are up, man. I, you know what? I've been noticing that, you know, and I, and I look at um, salaries for, you know, GM, general managers, uh, directors of sales and marketing, uh, salespeople, or just kind of managers and, and a whole. And I've been noticing that, the salaries are gone up. So I, I was having a conversation with somebody several weeks ago. It was at um, the Click Conference, right? So I was having a conversation with, um, who was I having a conversation? It doesn't matter who I was having a conversation with. But this person was, uh, he's with a company, he's in development for a company, right? And he said, we are, they were in the middle of purchasing a hotel or taking over a hotel. It was a under, the hotel was under 100 rooms, okay, it wasn't even 100 rooms. It was a boutique independent hotel they were taking over. Said the GM makes over $200,000 a year. I was like, excuse me? I said, what? He said, he said, dude, it is ridiculous how much, you know, the salaries are going up. So I kind of noticed that before, but that was one that was like, that was crazy. So I started doing more research, and I happened to have a conversation with 
an old colleague of mine who's now a VP with a a major management company, uh, major as in worldwide major. So I had a conversation with him. He said, dude, he said, there's so much. He said, right now, uh, he said, I don't even know how hotels are making money because these these salaries that, you know, that that are being paid to some of these GMs and these directors of sales and marketing. He said, it's crazy. And it's gone up just like in the last couple of years. It wasn't like over time, you know, we kind of just escalate. He said, no. He said, right now, and this is what this is his quote. He said this. He said, if you're a GM in LA right now, and if you're not making at least $140,000 a year, you're, you're being underpaid. You're drastically underpaid, is what he said. He said, I don't care the size of the hotel. He said, if you're in LA, the LA market, you, you need to be making at least that. That's what he said. So I'm like, wow. Uh, what a, uh, Dylan, we gladly take your business. Then submit you to the authorities. LOL. You are okay. Okay. I don't even know. That's a little side thing going on. I have to read the comments because I don't know what the heck these people are saying, but yeah, but salaries are up. Right. And I can go from, um, and I, and I'm specifically talking about LA for the most part, but I think overall, uh, California is, is up. Okay. So I can only imagine it. It has to be up in the other States too, but I know California because that's where I am. And the people that I talk to, they were in California and they have California, um, they have California um, hotels. Jana Usher, Jana Divine. Uh, there's Jana Divine in there. Okay, that's my girl, my new girl. Okay, I got, you know, I'm saying I got many girls, but don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> Please don't take it the wrong way. Uh, she's a friend. Okay, she's a friend. She's just a friend. Anyway, um, but no, I appreciate you coming on. Cost of living increases are needed. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. But yeah, but, you know, for years, the industry, you know, um, when I first started working, and that's been 100 years ago, probably, um, um, I my first job as a housekeeping manager, trainee, was, I think my job, it was $17,899. Ooh, I thought that, that was I thought that was all the money in the world. <laughs> okay. I was like, woo, I made it, right? That was my starting salary, right? And um, and then the av- I remember the average starting salary coming out of school was about 24. Okay. That's what it was. So, but hotel industry was not, you know, it was it was a little bit little bit, or in this case, is a good uh, amount below 24K, right? So, and that was, you know, LA, right? So, because my first job was in LA, was in El Segundo. That was my first hotel, right? So, but yeah, that's what Marriott was paying back then for management trainees. It was $17,899. And like I said, I thought, oh, I could pay all my bills. I could do this, get me a new car. I sure did. Got me a new truck. Shoot. My first car was a Mazda pickup, B2600i. Oh, boy, it was sharp. Boy, it was black. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm from Blythe, right? So you got to have a pickup, okay? So that's where I was, okay? In fact, I want to pick up now. Shoot, I think my next car is going to be a pickup again. You know, just how I came in, I'm going to leave this place in a pickup, okay? So, but yeah, so, yeah, so salaries, you know, they have increased. They definitely have gone up. And hospitality has kind of surpassed some of these other, um, other, um, what am I trying to say, industries, okay? Uh, Especially when it comes to general managers, and uh, directors of sales and marketing and salespeople. And then remember, on top of that, there's bonuses too. So, 
you'll probably be eligible. Most companies, I don't say most, but a lot of the bigger companies, uh, 25 to uh, 35%, you know, can be bonus, you know, 25, 30% of your salary is bonusable. So providing you met, you meet certain, uh, you meet certain criteria, uh, like, you know, whatever, whatever the heck that is, GSS scores or, uh, your your numbers, uh, overall group, you know, group sales or whatever, because salespeople are responsible for top line numbers. You know, the GM is, is responsible for managing the bottom line numbers, you know, making sure, you know, the expenses and everything like that are, are in line. So Ooh, what did Dylan said, like Montel Jordan said, back when I can get back in the black back back truck and get yours in the six for yes, 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 yes. OK, mm-hmm, whatever. So, okay, that's it. So salaries are up. Okay, what's the next thing? Three things I always talk about. Be intentional. Make decisions and take action on what's important to you. Be you above anything else. Be you. Be represented because my representation matters. And, yes, it matters to me that, I, you know, somebody looks like me has done 201 shows of, of on-air Russell of Hotels or a live hospitality talk show where he comes on and talks about things within the hospitality space that he has been involved in for the last 25 to 30 years. Okay. So I come from a place of experience, right? So I don't just come in here and I'm just spewing things out there. It's based on my experiences, right? So it's important that people know that, Hey, this guy, he looks like me and he has this experience or he's, he's doing this, he's doing that. That's important. And, you know, and for people that don't think it's important, well, Hey, you're not me. Okay. So there you go. So definitely, um, it's important that I come on here and do this, that I continue to do it. And um, because, you know, the comments I get, the, the comments I get uh, definitely outweigh any negative stuff that I get. Okay. So I'll continue. Even if I got negative comments, I'll be continuing anyway. So, but like I said, it's important because I don't know who's coming in back at me, right? I don't know who's coming back at me to do a podcast. I don't know who's coming in back at me um, who wants to be in the hotel space or the, or the hospitality space, restaurant space or whatever content create, do us a, a podcast. I don't know. Right. Um, but I, I, I have to think that someone out there is, is looking and saying, Oh my God, if that, if that dude can do this, you know, and he's all over the place. Okay. If this dude can do it, shoot, I can do it too. So, Hey, and that's what I want, right? That is exactly what I want. Uh, all about the experiences. Yes. It's all about the experiences. So yeah. So be intentional, be you be represented because your, your representation matters. So if I can do it, anybody could do it. What I do, just a couple of things that I do. Uh, let's see. And let's just pay attention to the first couple, three or so. I'm the brand who helps your brand, right? What I do and how I can help. So there's always three things that you should always, and I'm going to talk about those in a minute. Hospitality personality, content creator, sales training for hotel GMs, and I'm a hotel um, site selection expert. So, and those are some of the things that I've done or, you know, some of the recognitions that I receive. And I appreciate that. But, you know, it's just all about, it's all about your experiences and, 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 and just giving back wherever you can. Right. And that's what I try to do. Who's your best brand advocate. I always ask this question. And if, if, if anybody answers it wrong, um, when I see you, I'm gonna shake you. Okay. <laughs> because you should know who the, your best advocate is. You are your best advocate. Um, no one's going to cheer as hard as, you know, as you will for yourself. 
No one's going to, you know, in those late nights when you, you know, doubting yourself, whatever, and you pick yourself up and you got to continue to do what you do. I mean, that's it, man. I mean, you're your best advocate. So just make sure you continue to, 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 to wave the flag, right? You know, rah, 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 or the pom-poms or whatever, because energy is infectious, right? So the, the more energized you are about what you do or what you bring to the table, the more other people are going to be energized about that as well, right? So it starts with you, though. It all starts with you. You're the brand. You're the face of the brand. I always tell people this. And, in fact, I told uh, uh, my girl. See, everybody's my girl. See, I told my girl, um, Veronica Rivera, Veronica Rivera, from, uh, from San Diego, right? San Diego Tourism, okay? I saw her last week. I got invited to, you know, they were here doing a, a road show here in, in L.A., downtown L.A., and um, I got invited. Thank you so much, Veronica, again. And in fact, Veronica said she's going to come on the show. She said, well, when are you going to ask me to be on the show? I'm like, Veronica, I've asked you like several years ago. She goes, well, I think now I'm at a point I can be. I said, whatever. Just let me know. OK, so I'm giving you if you're watching Veronica, I'm giving you like until Monday of next week to contact me. If not, then I'm contacting you. OK, so and you don't want me to contact you. No, I'm joking. But OK, so I get invited to that. And I told her, this is right in the entrance, okay? We weren't in the, I wasn't in the room yet. Um, she was at the registration table. And I said, I always give the example of you uh, being the face of your bureau. Because when I think about uh, San Diego tourism, I think about you. When I think about you, I think about San Diego tourism. I said, and salespeople need to be synonymous with the brand they represent. I said, you're the face of your brand. I said, whether you want to be that or not, she goes, Oh my God. I said, at first she didn't believe me. I said, I said, ask Cheryl Rogers. If I talk about you, I said, I talk about you all the time. I use, I use you as an example. And she goes, well, you know, she thanked me for that. And I said, well, I mean, it's true. I said, and salespeople need to strive for that. They need to strive to be the face of their brand. Okay. And she does, she's on LinkedIn. She posts things all the time. Um, she belongs to several different organizations. And that's another thing. That's how you get known. If you're involved in organizations, that's how people really know who you are. Okay. Yes. Yeah, one thing to, you know, to, to be outward in your job and to be around a lot of people in your job. But if you're involved in organizations outside of your job, I mean, oh my God, they really would know who you are then. Right. So, and they do know her. So I love her for that. And I told her and I said, Hey, uh, you need to be on the show now. I mean, that, that was after she said that she goes, hey, I, I will, I will, I will I said, yeah. Okay. I've heard that before too. Um, so what it, what it, what it, the threats. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm shaking people, but anyway, but yeah, so you, you are your best brand advocate and you know, um, Veronica is her best brand advocate. She's out there making it happen. So I appreciate you Veronica for what you do. And yes, I'm looking forward to, to you being on the show. Okay. Do, do, do. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Okay, so I do a lot of things to keep the brand relevant. Um, you know, do you show up to places when you should? Do you, you know, make sure you have your cards with you, your business cards, whatever? It keeps you relevant, right? But I do, you know, I do those, but you have to do other things to kind of offset the times you can't be around people, okay? So you don't have to be in the room to have a presence. Boom, did I just say that? You don't have to be in the room to have a presence. You can have a presence on social media, right? If you're consistent. Okay. So how do I keep myself relevant? There's several different ways, but 
but make sure you can have a presence without being in any room, without going to any trade show, although you need to go to those places because that's part of what you do, right? That that kind of offsets or or um, what am I trying to say? It not offset. That's not the word I'm looking for. It reinforces your brand. Okay. So if I go to places and meet people and then I follow that up with doing lives, talking about where I was doing uh, content, creating and, and, and posting things on doing reels on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, that all coincides with your brand, right? It's not just one thing that, you know, I just do this one thing and that's enough. Well, no, it's not enough. Remember, competition is fierce. Okay, there's you know, look if you're a hotel, look across the street. Who who's next to you? Okay, if there's no one next to you, then you really got an issue. Okay, but because <laughs> that means you're middle of nowhere. All right, but but no, look across the street. What are they doing next door to you? I mean, an LAX, you know, on Century Boulevard. There's I don't know over 25 hotels, right? So you got to be one up in the next hotel. I don't care what they are, who they are, what size they are. You got to be one up in the next hotel. You got to make sure you're creating value for your particular clients or you're trying to get clients from, you know, your competitor or whatever. And you can't be everywhere. Right. I wish we could be everywhere, but we can't. But through social media, you can you can at least put information out there. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on the social media piece. Okay, so just make sure you're staying relevant. And what do I do to stay relevant? Uh, Well, first of all, you got to. and this is goes with increasing your social media engagement. Okay. Being consistent. Okay. This show is creating content, right? It's, 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 it's uh, supporting the other things that I do. It supports the lives. It supports the, the, the postings that I do, uh, the reels and all those kind of things. Everything supports this, right? So one thing, if I'm not doing the show, I'm doing a live, I'm not doing a live. I'm doing a reel. If I'm not doing a reel, um, I'm doing a posting or doing a story. I'm doing all these different things, right? So all this is creating content. I'm creating content right now. Me speaking about my brand. Uh, I talked about Veronica and her brand. I'm talking about all these people. I mentioned these people, Cheryl, all about the experiences, Dylan, um, uh, general manager at the um, uh, Fairfield Inn by Marriott and Eugene. I mean, Deirdre Burnett, she's a Delta, whatever the heck that means. Marsha, she's a, a teacher. She's a Delta, whatever that means. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, uh, but no, you have to be consistent about putting things out. Uh, out, out. Or else, how will people know who the heck you are? And I got a little tongue-tied, but that's okay. See, that's me, right? So uh, it, was, it was a couple things I was going to say a while ago that I forgot. When you do these lives, um, when I do these lives, I always you know, make sure there's three things that I always make, make sure people know, right? Who am I, what I do, and how I can help them, okay? Those are things you've got to be consistent with. Who is this guy? What does he do? And possibly how the heck can he help me? But anyway, okay, I had to, that just popped in my head, so I had to say that. But how do I increase my social media engagement? One is consistency. Okay. So be consistent. That means do it more than one time. Okay. You can't do it one time and think, Oh my God, it didn't work. Well, no, nothing's going to work. You do it one time. Um, consistency, add value, make sure you're adding value to someone, right? If I wasn't adding value to, to, um, to anybody's, you know, whatever day, no one would be here listening. Okay. No one would be making all these darn silly comments. Okay. So (laughs) consistency, add value, and then be authentic. That goes with being you. Okay. So how do I increase social media engagement? Be consistent, 
do multiple things and don't just put everything on one platform. Okay, you got to cross pollinate. Okay, does that make sense? Is that a good term? Cross pollinate. Okay, meaning you know how bee goes from you know uh, flower to flower and they're pollinating and all this kind of stuff. You know they're they're going from that's what you got to do with social media. So you do one posting, but you put it on different platforms. You put that one thing on. You know, maybe I started on Instagram. Well, I'm going to take that same thing. I'm going to put it on LinkedIn. I'm going to take that same thing from LinkedIn, put it on Facebook. Take that from Facebook, put it on Twitter. Take it from Twitter, put it on YouTube. YouTube, TikTok, if that's what you want to do. I'm not saying to do all of them, but what I am saying is don't just hold it on to one thing because each platform has different people, okay? And everyone that watches or, or pays attention to Instagram, doesn't. they're not on LinkedIn, Okay, everybody that's on LinkedIn is not on Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook is not on YouTube. So you got to figure out who your um, who your audience is and where you think they come from. Uh, Do your own market research in which I've done. And I know the top one for me is Instagram. Okay, so Instagram followed by um, LinkedIn and then YouTube. Uh, Facebook, I do put things on Facebook just because for the most part. Um, but all the stuff that I get comes from those core three uh, platforms. So it's to my benefit to make sure I post on those three things. And as you can see, that's what I do. Right. So you just got to be consistent. But it takes time to figure out, you know, where your audience is coming from. So there you go. Um, what did what did Palomar say? Share content on all platforms, but read the room not all content is one size fits all. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But don't be afraid to, because sometimes people, well, I put this on Instagram. I don't think it's suitable for LinkedIn. What do you mean it's not suitable? What does that mean? It's based on where your clients are, who you're trying to reach. You're never going to reach everybody. And I'm not trying to say that you, with this content, you're going to reach every single person that's going to roll with you. And that's not, that's not the case. That's never going to happen. Now, I don't care what platform it is. But the more eyes on it, you never know what people will do with the content that you do share. Do they share it to someone else? Well, what will they do with it? See, that's the thing. So you want to make sure it's engaging enough where maybe people will make comments with it or they'll share it on their page. You know, and don't be afraid to ask them to do it. Please share. I mean, what's the worst they're going to do? Not share it? <laughs> is that the worst thing that's going to happen? So I used to think that, okay, I put this on Instagram. I shouldn't put it on. It's not suitable for LinkedIn. Psst, BS. I put it on LinkedIn with the music and everything. And you would be amazed how much, um, how much more engagement I get because I did that. Because a lot of people, they're afraid to do it because they think, oh, this is it's business and this and that. It's professional. Yeah, it's not Facebook, okay? You don't treat it like Facebook, okay? Because Facebook, they put, there ain't no rules on Facebook. You just put everything out there, okay? That's more of a personal thing. And as you can see, or maybe you haven't seen, but I'm going to say this, that most of my platforms, other than Facebook, Facebook is more personal, okay? So I'll put a lot of things personal. Everything else is business-related for me. All the other platforms, for the most part, 90%, probably 90, 95%, 99% are, are business-related. It has to do with the brand. It has nothing to do with my personal stuff and all that. So I try to keep things uh, separate. Keep in mind you're in a non-traditional job. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. And there, and there you go. That's, that's, the, that's the key right there. Do you do your own thing? Are you an entrepreneur? So if you're an entrepreneur, you can, yeah, you can do whatever you 
not necessarily whatever you want to do. Just because you can, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Okay, but as long as it's in, you know, it's not offending anyone. I don't see a problem with it because I've seen some stuff. I've seen some people put some stuff with some music, and it's 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 you know, it's some stuff that I wouldn't post. Okay, but. But who am I to say that's not going to work for you? And I don't, I don't rock with their audience. I'm not their audience. So, I mean, do what you do. I mean, if, that's, if it's working for you, it's working for you. So not everything, is for a cons- not everything is for all consumption. No, it's not. But who am I to tell someone that you shouldn't put that up there? You rock however you rock, right? If you got to answer to someone else, then yeah, maybe you need to not put certain things up there. Okay, so if, you, if that's going to offend some of your clients or, or somebody, well, then maybe you shouldn't do that. But you need to know that within yourself to do that. So I'll never tell somebody that, oh, you shouldn't put that on that platform. Don't put this on that platform. No, that's up to you. You know, you've done your market research and you know exactly what responses you're going to get from what you posted. So, nope, nope, I wouldn't touch that one. That's up to, that's up to them. That's up to the creator, the content creator, to, to figure out if that's something that, sh- that they should put uh, to to get their audience. I mean, that's like saying, you know, don't put things on TikTok. Well, there's certain audiences on TikTok that want all that stuff. They want all that smoke. Okay. So, but that's not one of my platforms, right? That's not, I didn't even mention that as one of the top three. That's probably number five for me. Um, although there's a lot of adults that, that listen to TikTok. There's more mothers that look, that watch TikTok than anything because their kids are on there. So, it depends on who you're trying to reach. So if you're trying to reach mothers, TikTok would probably be the best place for you to be. So, you know, just do your research on that and see which ones apply to you or what your brand is or what your brand stands for and, and rock with it that way. Dylan says, on air Russell of Hotels 202, Jessica Alba versus Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, yeah, whatever, Dylan. Whatever, dude. Um, let's move on. Okay, so once you get that, the consistency, the value, the authentic, uh, what tools do you use from there, Russell? Well, I use stories, reels, and lives. I just mentioned that, so I reiterate that. So stories, you get a lot of views on stories, okay? Uh, But stories are mainly for the people that already follow you anyway, right? So, um, but then reels, you're going to get more range on reels. You're going to reach more people on reels because, of the music that you select. Now there's um, trending music that you can use, but you just, you just don't know if you're picking trending music, you don't know if it's, is it, is it past being trending or is it just beginning to be a trend? You know what I mean? So I kind of look at that because sometimes I do use trending the audio and I don't get the, the views that I think I should get. So I'm like, I'll use just some random songs sometimes and I'm getting more views you know, and more engagement. And that's what you, you know, you look for the engagement. You know, what are people saying? What are they saying? Are they, you know, starting conversations? And always, whenever you say, if you want people, if you want to um, want people to respond to certain things, put a CTA at the end. That stands for call to action. What do you want them to do next? So if I post something, more than likely I'm going to say, hey, if you have questions about anything, you know, slide into my DMs or send me a message or here's my email or whatever. You want people to respond. You want people to, because people are like, well, what do I do now? Well, okay, I want to talk to you. No, what do I do? How do I get a hold of you? What's next? So give them a CTA. 
Call to action. That's what that stands for. So however you want to put that, make sure that's there at the end of your, you know, whatever your little verbiage is. Um, so I use stories, reels, and lives. The stories, um, the reels, the lives I do every day, Monday through Friday. Um, I do them on Instagram. I do them on LinkedIn and I do them on YouTube, just like I'm doing this right here. Only difference would be I have my phone set up where I'm on Instagram as well. Okay. But not today because I need my phone for something else right now. So I'm looking at my phone, uh, being live on LinkedIn right now. So that's, that's why I'm not, that's why I'm not live on Instagram right now. Uh, let's see hiring. Oh my God. There's so many people hiring right now. Remember I talked about these big salaries. I may get back in. I told uh, someone the other day, you know, we're talking about these salaries. I said, shoot, I may get back into the game. Shoot. All this money they get given out. So, um, okay. Who's hiring real quick. Uh, and let me move this. Cause this is in my, let me move it on that side. See that? See how you can do that. Boom. Just move it to the other side. Now I got all this free space right here. I can bob my head. Bob my head, bob my head, my head. <laughs> Is that a song? I just make that up. I just make that up. Anyway, who's hiring? The Biltmore downtown LA. They're looking for a group director of sales. Hotel, Hotel Perla, Per LA. I guess that's what that stands for. Perla. That's what I call it. Per LA. They're looking for an area entertainment sales manager. Sheraton LAX. They're looking for a director of sales and marketing. Uh, Plaza Lorena. That's a 44 room hotel in Westwood down the street from UCLA. Um, they call it luxury. I, you know, anyway, that's fine. If that's how you roll in. That's what you, okay. That's fine. Uh, they're looking for a general manager, uh, Viceroy hotel group. Uh, they're looking for an area general manager in Santa Monica, 24, seven hotels looking for a general manager in Calabasas home of the Kardashians. Marriott's Marriott is looking for a senior travel industry sales manager. Ooh, that's a mouthful. That's in WeHo. You know, WeHo is that's West Hollywood. Godfrey hotel. That's one of my favorite hotels in Hollywood. Um, they're looking for a hotel manager. That's a slash a AGM, an assistant general manager. That's in Hollywood courtyard, Marriott Woodland Hills out in the Valley. They're looking for a GM as well. Proper hotel, downtown LA. I love the proper hotels. They're looking for a corporate director of business, travel, and leisure sales. Woo! That's a lot of jobs. Uh, and sending like we were, what did it say? Yeah, that was, that's exactly what that was. What are the steps to obtain your eye? That's a good, where are you coming up with these questions? You're just pulling questions out of, I don't know where. But, um, okay, first go to iata.org. I-A-T-A. Now, for people that don't know what an IATA number is, I don't know what the acronym is. And I, maybe I should know, but it's what travel agents have in order for travel agents to get a commission um, from the hotels. They need to have an IATA number. OK, so it's a worldwide thing that you need to have. So I can get commission from any hotel in the world. OK, based on that IATA number that I have. OK, so in order to get one, you have to there's an uh, I won't say it's a lengthy op- application process, but it does take some time to get it done. As long as you have time to do it, you can do it you know, an hour or so, knock it out. Um, you need to have a business license, um, business license, a, uh, uh, in California, you have to have a seller 
of travel certificate. And I'm looking that way because it's on my on my wall right there. Debbie Vale, IATA International Air Transport Association. You know what? Thank you, Debbie Vale. Debbie Vale. Now that's my girl too. See, that's my girl. That's when you know that's your girl when they just chime in and say, "Hey, let me make a comment right here. Let me help out this dude." Okay, uh, Debbie Vale is with Pasadena CVB. Um, she's great. Uh, thank you so much, Debbie. Debbie is always so happy, so fun to be around, so energetic. I, I appreciate her. Um, so yeah, I see her not at every show that I go to, but most of the times I see her, right? So I, we just saw each other. Um, when was that? It wasn't that long ago, right? Where was that? Where were we? Where was I recently? Um, oh, and was it Arizona? I, I, you know what? I can't even remember. Was it in Arizona? I saw you, Debbie. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind. Was it Denver? Was it, was it, I can't remember. She'll tell me, she'll tell me. Um, but yeah, but, but yeah, no, Debbie is great. Uh, Memphis. Dang it. It was in Memphis. Yeah. Debbie. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I pack. Yes, yes, yes. God, I can't even remember where the heck I was last. But yeah, it was Memphis. So yeah, so it was, it's always great seeing Debbie. I didn't have an did I have an appointment with her? I don't think I had an appointment with her this time. But she's at Pasadena. Visit Pasadena CVB. So if you're ever going to Pasadena, you got a group. You need to call my girl Debbie Vale. Okay, so there you go. So I appreciate you being on here, Debbie. Uh, appreciate everything. Okay, so what was I saying now? Uh, who's hiring? Okay, I went through the who's hiring, and now she told me about the 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 IATA. Okay, see, boom. Uh, okay, so the IATA number. So let's see, what else do you need? So the the seller of travel certificate, and when you go to iata.org, it'll highlight all the things that you need. Okay, but the business license is a key. The seller of travel got to have that in California. Some states don't have to have that, uh, and it. And and then you, there's some costs involved with that because you you got to pay for your 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 business license wherever you are it depends on the price you know L A is astronomical it's just ridiculous but I'm like I guess I gotta have it I gotta bite the bullet so I got it because what happens if you don't have it and you're trying to be a meeting planner or a um, independent hotel site selection person. The hotel's going to ask you for that, especially if you're a Marriott property. And if you're a Marriott property, they won't pay it. Okay. Back in the day, before I first, before I got my number, and it's been some years since I've had it, you were able to get around it through, I can't remember why I would use my social security number or something, business number or something. But now they're being really strict about it. I mean, all the brands want you to have the IATA number. So, and and that's I said you know what if I'm gonna do this I need to have that right it, even for single reservations right you get a commission off of that and Marriott is so good about that so I get reservations all the time I don't even know I made them right but I'll get the payment from it from Marriott because you get everything is electronic now right so it's it's the coolest thing now you don't have to go around with Marriott you don't necessarily have to chase a lot of commissions some of these other ones you do but um but that's that's you know. That's part of being a, an owner or an entrepreneur or whatever. But to answer your question, Cheryl, yes, it's definitely something if, if, if this is what, you know, you want to do. It doesn't take that long. It probably takes about three weeks to get it once they received everything. And they'll let you know if, if you're, you're, you know, forgetting something. So they'll let you know. 
But um, but no, it's definitely worth it to get it. I've had several people told several people uh, that work for third party meeting planning companies. You know, the the major two that are out there. And I said, do you guys have a, I had a number. Like, no, we don't have one. I said, well, why don't you have one? I said, because we don't need one. I said, well, what if you want to do some individual reservations? Well, why would I do that? I'm like, why leave money on the table? You know what I mean? So if I have groups and then they have people that still travel individually, guess what? I want to be in on that. Give me the information. I'll make the reservation for you. There you go. That's just more money to me. But, you know, some people don't look at it like that. So, but yeah, so once you get it and it's only, I want to say it's $235, I think when I got mine. $235 $235 that you pay to IATA. Now the other stuff you got to pay too, though. I mean, the business license, the, the seller of travel and all that stuff, you know, there's different prices for that. Right. And there may be a couple other things that I may have forgotten. Um, but those are the main things. Right. But, but good question. I appreciate that. Miss Cheryl Rogers. Cheryl Rogers got some questions. She coming with the fire today. The fire. That's my dad would say the fire, not fire, the fire. Um, do you need references? Ah, <sighs> Do you need references? Um, yeah, that's right. You do. I had to think about that for a second. So, yeah. So they asked for a reference from a hotel and from a client. That's okay. That, I sent two references in one. I got from a hotel, an old colleague of mine. Um, just basically vouching for your experience because they want people that have experience, right? They don't just want to just give you I had a number just for kicks and giggles. They want to make sure you have some experience. And yeah, so I had somebody on their letterhead do a, a reference and they signed it and sent it to me. It was a director of sales and marketing for a hotel. So they sent it to me and I forwarded it on in the packet to uh, IATA. And then also, um, uh, I got it from a meeting planner. And in fact, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, you may have been the one that did it for me. Um, so I did it from a meeting planner and I did it from a hotel person. Can you provide me a reference ROH? Of course I will. Of course I will. So yeah, see, I'm, I'm, a, I'm established now, not established. I'm established. <laughs> I'm established. Yeah, of course I will. So just let me know. We can have this conversation offline and I can help you out. So yeah. So those are things. If good, Cheryl knew this. She just, she's baiting me to answer these questions and I forget cause it's been a while. I don't shoot. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. So, um, so I went through that. Oh, the nine meat eats. I'm sorry. You guys are going to really flip out on this nine meat eats thing today. Okay. Today is taco Tuesday, right? And I'm running out of time, but, um, that's okay. I'm, I'm a little over, but okay. Today I was, you guys know who Tabitha Brown is. Tabitha Brown is a, um, she's been on TV or she's on TV. She's a, but she started like on TikTok and Instagram, right? She's a vegan, um, cook and whatever. She creates all these vegan meals, right? So of course I'm vegan or plant-based. I don't eat meat just in case you didn't know. So I happened to be looking at, um, um, uh, uh, Instagram today. She did an Instagram live and she was making this pecan meat is what she called it. Okay. So it's base it's pecans, right? But it's mixed with, you throw in like peppers, like bell peppers that I happen to have, I got these sweet peppers and bell peppers and jalapenos. So I all put them all together with some olive oil, let it sit for a little while, season it, put it in a blender. Now you're not, you're just posting it. You're not like blending it to liquefy it, right? So you just, it breaks it down and whatever. You talking about something that was so good and flavorful and kind of meaty, although it wasn't cooked, 
right? It was raw, right? But I can just imagine tonight when I make my, you know, tacos, when I when I cook my tortillas and put that in there, oh my God, it's gonna be good. It's crunchy. Oh my God. She's your auntie. Okay, whatever. So, but yeah, so that's what I'm gonna make tonight. So tacos with pecan meat. People are gonna be like, pecan meat? That's the only way I can describe it. Okay? But it's good. I mean, I could not believe the flavor in it. Um, and I didn't soak them because sometimes you soak um, you soak the, the 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 pecans and they become a little bit more pliable. But I want them to be crunchy, right? And I'm like, I don't think I'm gonna cook them. I can cook them, like kind of saute them a little bit. But I don't want to do that. I just want I'm a, of course I'm gonna heat up the the tortillas, right? Um, and then put that in there. Oh my god, it it was so good. I ate it with an avocado. So what I did, split the avocado in half, of course, that's what you do, right? I put the the pecan meat on top of it and just kind of ate it, just scooped it out of the hat. Oh, my gosh. When I mean something is good, woo, try that, okay? Try it. Meat eaters don't like when non-meat eaters use our (laughs) whatever, whatever. But, yeah, so that's what I'm having, pecan meat tacos tonight. Okay, best believe that it's going to be fire. So, oh, my God, it was so good. So thank you, Tabitha Brown. I know you don't watch me, but thank you, Tabitha Brown, because that and I happen to have some pecans because I didn't make pecan. Normally, I make a pecan pie for New Year's. Right. And I didn't. Right. And it was still in the cupboard. It hadn't been open. I'm like, what am I going to do with these pecans? And I just happened to see this like 15 minutes later after I saw the pecans that are in the back in the in the in the in the cupboard in the pantry, I see this video and I'm like, I have pecans. I got bell peppers. I have these sweet peppers. I have jalapeno peppers. I have serranos. I mix those all together with some olive oil, season it. Oh, you talking about fire. Hello. Good evening. Okay. Anyway, so I'm done with that. Okay. I had one other thing about the Namides, but I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, three P's. I was in the show on, uh, purpose, passion, perseverance, uh, pur- uh, purpose, know why you do what you do. I mean, I know why I do what I do because I want to reach people like these clowns that I've been, that have been making all these negative comments or funny comments, not negative, they, they're being funny. And I appreciate that. So no, I, I appreciate that. The, the purpose of me doing the show is to reach people and to be a, a resource. Okay. Uh, content creating hotel site selection, uh, whatever that is, a hotel um, consultant, whatever that is. I mean, you'd be amazed the, the phone calls that I get and people just want to vent about what's going on in their world of hospitality. I mean, I get that. I get, I got one yesterday. Okay. Um, this guy, a friend of mine, he had been handed like 10 more hotels. He's responsible for a bunch of hotels already. He got 10 more. He's like, dude, this is crazy. I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, you know, so he, he, you know, he got a chance to vent to me, and, and I and I welcome that stuff because, um, you know, I'm sure I vented to him on sometimes, right? So it's always good to have that a sounding board or someone that you can talk to, right? And you know, you know, and that that was two friends talking. Uh, you know, I I haven't been in that position before, but of course, you know, we what we have in common is that. We we both been in this industry for a long time, right? We both been GMs. Um, him obviously better a GM than, than me, you know. what I mean, I've been on the sales part, but I have that operation experience where I can I understand where he's what he's going through, right? Although I've never been responsible for twenty something hotels, but hey, 
hey, you know, more power to you, right? So I'm going to try it. Yes, you should try it, Deidre Burnett. Um, so, yeah, so, so yeah, so I, I'm here. I, like I said, I know what my purpose is. I, I'm here to, to provide this show to people. And I, like I said, I never know who's coming in back of me. Um, but I'm here to, to be a resource for people. Passion, either you have it or you don't. Um, if you don't have passion for what you do, you know what you need to do? Do something else. Find something else to do if you ain't got passion for what you do. Perseverance, be consistent, continue to evolve, don't give up, and swerve when you need to. And remember, here on Air with Russell of Hotels, we swerve, we don't pivot, okay? Uh, there's a difference, and I don't have to go through it right now. I'll let you know next week. Tune in next week, I'll tell you what it is. And one more last thing, thank you so much for the Level Hotel I uh, appreciate you guys offering me the Russell of Hotels. Well, they're yeah, offering me. You offer the Russell of Hotels rate uh, to ever, everyone else, right? So you, all you got to do is just book book direct, put in that ROH, the code under, under the promo code ROH, which stands for Russell of Hotels 23. And then, hey, you get, you get, with, uh, you get what I get. You know, you get the rate that I would get. Okay, so there you go. So thank you so much for Craig and um, the Level Hotel. Uh, for hooking a brother up. Anyway, uh, no, not hooking me up, but taking care of some of the people that follow me, that rock with me and all that kind of stuff. So whatever adjectives you want to use. So anyway, follow me. We're we're about close. We're about close to uh, getting off the show here. So follow me on LinkedIn. If you don't already, IG, YouTube, make sure you subscribe to my channel. I I would appreciate that. Um, And then if you have questions at all about what I do, um, RussellOfHotels.com and my email is there and my phone number is there. People always tell me, oh, you know, I was trying to get a hold of you. You didn't try to get a hold of me because I'm so accessible. It's, it's a crying shame. Like my dad would say, that's a crying shame. But anyway, um, I'm accessible to everybody. My phone number is on the website. So if you have a question, you want to call me, go and call me. I don't want no prank phone calls or anything like that, but feel free to call me. Like I said, I can't be a resource. I can't if I'm not accessible. Okay, so keep that in mind. I'm here. If you have questions, you can message me on LinkedIn. You can slide into my DMs on Instagram. Um, you can do the same thing on YouTube or, or or you can just email me. So I'm here. Always book direct in your hotels, no matter what hotel you're staying in, no matter what part of the world you're in. Always book direct. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for joining And we're going to end this with Cheryl talking. So you guys have a great day. And I'll see you again for show number 202. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.